0: Digital identity is going to be one of those things that become a difference maker for businesses.
1: For business owners, it's about giving their customers an optimal, seamless experience. So they want happy customers. It's also about increased assurance. Somewhere
2: at the crossroads of what's right and what's profitable, Canadian businesses will gain a new view into the promise of digital identity.
0: This is Beyond, a cybersecurity podcast exploring business today, tomorrow, and beyond. My name is Hartaj Nityar, and I'm the National Cybersecurity Leader at KPMG Canada. Let's travel into the realm of cybersecurity, uncover what the future may hold, and how we can work together to protect it.
2: And I'm your host, Tamara Stanners. Over the last two episodes, we've discussed the important role that identities play in the everyday lives of Canadians, and we've highlighted how the emergence of digital identity systems might affect citizens. But what will the shift to digital ID mean for businesses? That's what we'll explore in this episode. With the increased digitization of public and private sector services, and rising expectations from customers, organizations all over the world now have access to more user data than ever before. And as privacy concerns and regulatory scrutiny grow, the importance of knowing and understanding your data is paramount. In the interest of learning what types of data requires protection, let's consider two key use cases for identity data within a typical business.
0: There are two key ways that businesses are using identity data currently.
2: That's Mark Shapu, KPMG's identity and access management specialist.
0: So the first use case is any organization involved in a business-to-customer relationship have to manage information about their customer in order to do business with them. And the second very important use case is to manage The employee data of an organization, the workforce management is very important. There's many business processes which involve dealing with data of your employees.
2: Regardless of the type of identity data collected, it's important to collect the data ethically and store it securely. Imagine that you're shopping online and you stumble upon a fantastic new online store that sells, say, flower arrangements. With your cousin's baby shower coming up, you choose the perfect bouquet and begin to complete your order. You provide your payment information, name, address, and email. Seems harmless enough, but now what? Where does all that personal data go? Where is it stored? Who has access to it? And how well protected is it? Businesses have an important responsibility in keeping their clients' data safe.
1: On the customer side, there's huge exposures with respect to the over-collection and then a subsequent use of personal information.
2: You're hearing from Sylvia Kingsmill, KPMG's Global Cyber Privacy Leader.
1: So the issue there becomes who's got access to what and under what permission. The general rule under privacy legislation is that you're allowed to collect customer data with informed consent that's transparent and visible to the end user so the end user understands the purpose for which you're collecting their information. The risk there is if it's not stored and protected with adequate security safeguards, there could be a risk of a data breach. So that's really the challenge of managing customer ID. You can do a lot with identifiable information in terms of misuse, unethical use of information. And so it really is important for organizations to protect the information that they collect.
2: The term to note here is over-collection. Not only is data over-collection unsafe, It's also a hassle. (gasps) Users are put into a position where they need to reshare the same data over and over again with different institutions. This results in sensitive information being stored in a number of different places, which then requires additional cybersecurity investments to protect. It also introduces privacy risks that potentially expose individuals to unnecessary profiling and tracking. Building strong relationships with your customers means earning and keeping their trust, something the advent of digital ID stands to strengthen.
1: For business owners, it's about giving their customers an optimal, seamless experience, so they want happy customers. It's also about increased assurance. Businesses will have trust that they're getting authentic information and it minimizes their risk exposures. So in effect, they don't have to worry about the cost and the consequence of having a breach on their hands. So it's in fact, not just easier for their end customers, it's also easier on them to have a more secure digital ID because current solutions like scanning your driver's license for example, and sending it by email are really inconvenient on both sides and they're also really insecure. So in effect, the customer will feel empowered because they can share the data when needed, they can revoke their consent, and the organization, the data custodian, the collector of information is not only compliant with their privacy obligations and law, but they are doing the right thing for their customers.
2: Loyal customers, trusted transactions, and significant cost reductions. Think about it. When all identification can be linked back to a trusted source, rather than being dependent on multiple standalone solutions, it'll allow businesses to rid themselves of the responsibility to constantly verify their customers' identities, which means more free time and resources to focus on making their business thrive. Plus, jumping on digital ID implementation early can lead to a significant competitive advantage as Imran Bashir shares. We heard from Imran back in episode
0: one. Digital identity is going to be one of those things that become a difference maker for businesses. If you are a business that offers instant and more seamless access to your services because you accept digital identities versus a business that is expecting their customers to either wait on hold or wait for a code in the mail or to go visit their bricks and mortar store at the earliest convenience, I tell you that the former is gonna win out 100% of the time in the digital future.
2: As Mark Chapu shared earlier in this episode, in addition to customer data, another key type of identity information businesses leverage is that of their employees. A process that comes with a set of unique considerations.
0: There is a couple of challenges related to managing your employees' data. That's Mark again. The first one is when an organization wants to hire new talent, there is a new world created by the pandemic. Some organizations are hiring people without having them on site, so you need to be able to prove the identity and identify properly the person you are hiring. Another very important one is onboarding process. So there's a lot of information related to onboarding process of your employee. One example is you want to do a background check. You need to gather banking information in order to pay your employee. There are several processes which involve gathering, manipulating, storing information of your employee. And the third one, which is very important, is granting access to your employee. You want to make sure you only grant access related to the job of that new employee. You don't want to give your employee more access than what they need. So that's the third challenge.
2: Of course, today, there are many safeguards in place to make sure that new candidates and existing employees are indeed who they say they are. HR teams and organizations all across Canada put tremendous effort into ensuring that hiring, onboarding, and offboarding processes are streamlined. But these efforts are still very manual and repetitive. As such, digital ID still stands to make its mark. Let's explore one potential scenario.
0: Did you hear about that flag HR caught yesterday? Yeah, I heard it's the second one this week since we launched the new ID system. Seriously? I'd obviously heard of people embellishing on their resumes, but I didn't know that it was this common. Honestly, I'm not that surprised. Before the centralized system, who would take the time to check if that diploma was real? I mean, I could Photoshop one from Harvard in about five minutes. Don't tell anyone, but For my first job at Purple Juice when I was 16, I lied on my resume. Said that I had worked at a coffee shop before. Hey, they hired me and I made some good juice. (laughs) Well, your secret is safe with me. But obviously, this is a different ballgame. I can't believe they not only lied about their alma mater, but also their senior-level work experience. Just imagine if we had offered them the director role. They wouldn't have known which way is up. I know. It's fascinating to me what people do when they think they won't get caught. Except now they will be.
2: When we embrace trusted sources and ongoing validation, fraud becomes much easier to catch. This alone can act as a deterrent for fraudsters. Beyond attracting and hiring talent, digital ID will also improve other facets of HR.
0: There's a way to be very more efficient about the way we are doing onboarding. We have a strong source of truth that removes the need to store temporary file of paper ID of your employees, and that will allow you to do a better job in evaluating the need for accesses of your new employee and to do access provisioning based on the need-to-know basis and the least privileged principle.
2: Speaking of granting access, think about a scenario where access management can be the make-or-break point in a client interaction. Meredith, it's done. The contract is signed Halper and his team are on the way to the secure floor as we speak. Wow! You guys pulled it off, huh? That's amazing news. It's a huge contract. High profile too. Yes, and the big boss wants you on our client's team. Really? That's incredible. Thanks so much for putting my name in. Of course. You are the best person for the job and you have earned this. Do you have any meetings right now? If you do, cancel them. Come with me. Sure thing. going up. Wait, did you say they're meeting on the secure floor? Yes, floor 28. Oh, but my security clearance hasn't been transferred from my old apartment yet. Already done. Took only a moment or so with the right approvals. A year ago, it would have been a nightmare waiting for the transfer. Now it's all nearly real time. 28th floor. Definitely an improvement. I'm just glad I can be there for the client without having to explain that a security clearance kept me. There is no second chance to make a first impression. So when it comes to strong client relationships, it's worth adopting technologies that securely speed up administrative processes and make sure your people are where they need to be at the right moment. In this episode, we've explored a few ways that the advent of digital identities might benefit businesses. As with any technology, digital identity will not be the magic solution that smooths out all the kinks and solves all the internal access issues on its own. It does bring with it the potential for improved data security, lower customer acquisition costs, increased efficiencies and stronger client relationships. But realizing this potential will depend on how we build the bridge from today to tomorrow. More on what that will take in the fourth and final episode of this series. I've been your host, Tamara Stanners, and you've been listening to Beyond, a KPMG cyber podcast. Until next time.